Now, WTKM FM Hartford welcomes Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Kowal Investment Group's visit today is a paid presentation of Kowal Investment Group. The information and opinions expressed are solely those of Kowal Investment Group and not Thompson Media LLC, owner WTKM, its management, or employees. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Kowal Investment Group, LLC, is not a registered broker, dealer, and is independent of Raymond and James Financial Services. Now here's your host for today's retirement talk, WTKM's Dave Stout. All right, thank you very much. Good morning. Appreciate that. It is a minute after 10 o'clock here. It's uh, great to have you with us here. Current temperature now 30 degrees here, and uh, here we are in the first week of the month of December, and we don't have a foot or two of snow on the ground. How about that? Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Connie and I certainly did. It was a great time, and we uh, had a chance to be in a couple of the parades around the area, which was kind of fun. We enjoy getting out there and uh, only radio TV stations uh, in the parade in uh, Watertown and also in West Bend there, too. So it was just a blast to be uh, involved with that. Andy and the crew there in Watertown do a fantastic job. The um, great uh, street crew that they have down there, Aaron and all the crew down there in Watertown, they do a fabulous job. Turn the lights out and all the um, floats come through the parade all lit up with their Christmas lights. It's just a great time. Bitterly cold night for that uh uh, on Saturday night, but still, it worked out uh, great. It was a, a fun time and a great crowd out there, and it's uh, just fun to be involved with um, those of you who live in Watertown. Also, then, the following night, we were uh, in West End for the West End Parade. They do a great job with that one, too. We were, like, number 61 out of, like, 66 floats in that parade, so another big uh, parade uh, in the area to the West End Parade. So we were, like, five spots in front of uh, Santa Claus, and I was yelling out, Santa's coming, and the kids were all excited. They're just all bundled up, but uh, two really cold nights for the parades. I know folks in Hartford, they take a, they take a hard time. They get a hard time for uh, doing the parade on November 8th in Hartford, but there's uh, <laughs> something to be said for that when the weather is uh, in the 40s in uh, the early part of November for the parades, and the other ones uh, in uh, in the latter part of uh, November can be any kind of weather, actually, but uh yeah, it was um, kind of a wild and woolly night then after the parade. The roads were all was kind of misting and cold and uh, slippery roads there after the parade, but uh, it was uh, a great time. So thank you, all of you who were there and hollered out and yelled out and um, had a great time at the parade. So we appreciate that, and uh, it's a fun time being part of um, the local community and doing that kind of um, a thing in the community. Today on the program, we've got a great show for you, planned for you today, uh, too. We're talking a little bit about the retirement those of you that are at or near retirement that have accumulated $750,000 in retirement assets, uh, saved your money through the years, invested your money well through the years. Uh, we've got a couple guys in the studio that are involved with Coal Investment Group. They are called The Retirement Specialist. They've got five locations around the area, Waukesha, Port Washington, Madison, Mount Pleasant, which is in the uh, Racine area, and then also uh, Phoenix. Too. So several locations around the area. Let's bring them both in here. Say hi to them both here this morning. They're both uh, revved and ready to go on the air. Joe Still and John White. Guys, good morning. Good to talk to you. How are you? Good morning, Dave. Doing great. Fantastic. Good Thanksgiving, Joe? Yes, uh, very good. Nice time. John, how about you? Yeah, Thanks, I had John. a great Thanksgiving. Lots of turkey. Yeah. Um, had a really good time. Lots of food, yeah. Get out there, and uh, that's what it's all about, overeating. This is the uh, first week of uh, overeating for the next five weeks, right? You kind of get a pass on that until you get into January, and then it's like, oh, boy, then you got to work it all off. But great to see you guys. Kowal Investment Group, uh, quite the operation. Jeff Kowal started that uh, operation way back when, many, many years ago, and uh, continues on with it now, and the company just grows and grows and grows. One of you tell us, maybe, Joe, tell us a little bit about uh, the company and um, the website and talk a little bit about how the company operates. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Jeff Kowal founded the business, as you mentioned, in uh, 1987, and he founded the business under the principle of if we always put our client's interests first, uh, we will be successful. And we've carried that philosophy on through the years, and uh, we've had some success. Uh, and, you know, we, we operate as a fiduciary, um, so we're always looking um, for the client interest first and making sure that we're doing the right thing for the client. Uh, and Jeff also decided to specialize in retirement. Uh, he, you know, back then he had the foresight to say, hey, I think there's going to be quite a few people retiring uh, in the next uh, 30 or 40 years. Um, so uh, he focused the business on, on retirement, and um, 
and that's what we're doing today. Uh, so as you mentioned before, if you have $750,000 or more in investable assets and you're looking for help, uh, and, and if you have a question of when can I retire, can I retire um, with the assets that I have today, we'll help you answer those questions. And our goal is really to help our clients determine whether they can retire and retire well. Uh, and uh, and put a, a really nice game plan together for them. Fiduciary is, the term fiduciary really means, for folks that may be not familiar, is that you handle those people's assets like it was your own. Close? Is that kind of what you would say you call it? Yeah. yeah. We are uh, obligated to put their interests before our own. Okay. Um, so we're not looking... Um, say, for the product that's going to make us the most money or the investment that's going to make us the most money. We're looking for the investment or the solutions that are going to provide um, the best opportunity for that client to meet their goals. John, good morning. Good to, talk, good to see you here this morning. Um, what is the retirement age, John? I, I, you know, I'm 62 myself. Is it 62? Is it 65? Is it when you start collecting Social Security? What is that magic number? Tell us right now. We're waiting to hear. Right, yeah. I mean, you know. What do I do, John? <laughs> well, you know, it depends. Um, you know, we have people that have been professionals and they retire 50s, mid-50s. Um, and then we have people that, I just had a client that retired this year, and he's 71. Mm -hmm. um, and in retirement, it's not necessarily, okay, I'm going to, you know, put up my feet, read a book all day, maybe do some golf. A lot of people, as we're going to talk about later, don't end up putting their feet up. They end up going back to work in some capacity, whether it be volunteering, some sort of part-time consulting role. Um, and so retirement is not this traditional thing anymore. Um, people look for meaning in retirement. Mm -hmm. And so... There is no one size fits all for this one. It really is an independent, customized choice that people make. You know, I um, have a lot of folks that are kind of my age and talking about what they're going to do with their life and their career. And I have one friend that says, "That's it. I'm done. I'm retiring. I'm done to say I'm 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 I've had the treadmill set on 11 now on the 10 scale for you know the past 20 or 30 or 40 years. And that's it. I'm going to get off. I say, okay, that's good. But you've been on the treadmill for 10 years or 40 years at 11." You're going to step right off that. What are you going to do? I'm just going to golf. I'm going to fish. I say, okay, hope you got a plan because when you get off that treadmill, man, and you've been going day in, day in, day out, you can only sit around for so long doing basically, I don't want to say nothing, but, you know, not having those daily contacts with people and not having those um, meetings and dinners and so forth that you've had your whole life and, you know, a, a go-to guy for something. Now, all of a sudden, you're not that go-to guy for something, and can can you handle that? Can people handle that? That's the big that's the big challenge. So that's what I always say to people. I say, okay, that's great. You're going to retire, but what are you going to do? Yeah, and that, that's a great point, and we don't just help people with the numbers part of retirement. You know, obviously, okay. that's a big portion of it. But we also help consult with them on exactly the, the item that you just talked about. What is your plan for retirement? What are you going to do in retirement? And we'll talk through that. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of times it's just meeting with them on a regular basis, which we do anyway, um, but having those conversations uh, and those planning discussions about non-numbers related items. Sure. Um, you know, let's say you're a couple of years away from retirement. Okay. Maybe it's time to start transitioning and figuring out exactly what you're going to do in retirement. Maybe maybe it's a, a matter of going to some part-time uh, work to, sure. to kind of wean off of that schedule because it is very difficult uh, to, to turn the switch and right. just go from all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm working, uh, you know, 70, 80 hours a week and all of a sudden I'm on vacation. Right, right. right. Yeah, permanent vacation, so to speak, right? Right. So, 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 John, you know, when people do that kind of a thing and they and they step off and say, well, I've saved 700 or I've saved a million dollars in their age 65, is that going to take them to 85? Is that going to take them to the end of the end of the end of the trail? Uh, I mean, reality yeah. is a 750 or a million dollars. It sounds like a lot of money, but you get some health care issues in there too. Is that going to take you to the end of the end of the day? Another, it depends. Question: How much will you spend? Do you have any debt in retirement? Are you going to downsize your home? Where are you going to live? Um, so these are all questions that we'll ask as part of the process to figure out, you know, beginning with the end in mind, you know, will this money last? Because that's the biggest fear all retirees have. 
I want to make sure my money's going to last. Yeah. Um, and so we need to have those frank, candid discussions about well, how much will you spend. But every day is a Saturday. Yeah. You know, what will you spend? And um, people are surprised that their, their expenses somewhat go up a little bit in retirement because they have all this free time now to, to spend money. Right. Um, do some travel, maybe do some maintenance in their home. And so we're going to talk about those things to make sure that we address that big issue. Will the money last? You always have insurance on your home. You always have, you know, property insurance on your home. You always have uh, uh, taxes that are going to be due. You're also going to have maintenance on your vehicles. And, I mean, so that, so just because you're going to retirement doesn't mean your expenses are going to stop either, right? I mean, then one of you have some health issues. You or your spouse have some health issues. And, bang, there you go. There's $100,000. Boom, for this. You just weren't, weren't expecting, weren't planning on to. So it sounds like what COAL does, you guys, do is, not only say, give me your money, I'll take care of it for you, don't worry about that, I'm your fiduciary, but you sit down with them and say, where are you going in your retirement? What are you doing? How can we help you? And what are the tax consequences too, I guess, right? Correct. Yeah, the you know the, the two highest expenses for a retiree are typically uh, housing, number one, and then health care, number two. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the things we address all the time to help them figure those out to say, uh, as, as John mentioned, you've asked a couple of very, very good questions, but the answer really depends on the individual. Sure. And, uh, and so that's what, you know, going through, that's why it's so important to go through that planning process uh, with a professional that knows what to identify as those potential items that could throw them off in, in the coming years in retirement. Sure. You know, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? You know, um, you look at, uh, medical and, and health insurance, you know, that's a huge one, especially for those retiring uh, before they qualify for Medicare. Sure. Uh, you know, as John mentioned, we have clients that retire in their 50s. Yeah. Well, they have to fill a gap uh, for quite a while of, of medical insurance that's quite expensive. Yep. And, and how do we do that? Yep. You know, and, and we'll help them uh, and consult them through that process. To the tune of $2,500 for a couple per month if you're self-employed. Right. Speaking from experience, yep. it's expensive Very to have that kind of uh, health insurance. You just, but you got to have that. you got to have that kind of insurance. But and that's a healthy individual. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. That's uh, really a challenge. Um, as long as we're talking about health, let's talk a little bit about, if we can, with both of you guys, a little bit about HSAs and, and what they are and how do they operate. And um, you hear so much about HSAs. What are HSAs and how can they help the average person? And who is the ideal person to have an HSA? John, right. thoughts so, on that? Yeah, so basically health savings account, you're eligible for one when you have a high deductible health care plan. So if you're an individual and your deductible is at least $1,400, you're eligible for a health savings account. That's nothing. Right. I mean, you look at some some health things, they're, they're like $10,000 to track right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, for a family, it's 2800 is yeah. the, the minimum deductible. And so right now with the IRS, they're saying, okay, if you're an individual, you can put up to $3,500 into a health savings account. In the year 2020, that will increase to 3550 um, for a family in 2019, it's $7,000 you can contribute. For 2020, it's going to be 7100 Okay. Um, so what I like about health savings accounts is they're triple exempt. What I mean is they go in pre-tax, lowers your taxable income, they grow tax deferred, and when you use them for a qualified health expense, there are no taxes due. So numbers differ, but the average retiree will face somewhere in the vicinity of $250,000 to $350,000 in healthcare expenses. So this is a great account if you have the ability to contribute to one. Um, the strategy, and, and I don't say this in a vacuum, we need to discuss it more, but just generally speaking, if you can get the employer match on your 401k, get that match first, mm-hmm. and then go in and max out your health savings account. And then if there's money left over, put it back into your 401k after that. Um, so there's a lot of advantages to these accounts. I don't see them used that often, and, and they're typically misused. And what I mean by that is <clears throat> people spend the money right away on a health event rather than letting the money accrue. Mm-hmm. And so if you have money in the bank account, use that money first for the health expense. Let the HSA grow. And here's the great thing. Keep the receipts for all those health care expenses because if the day comes where you can't afford the expense, you can reimburse yourself from the health savings account with previous expenses that you've had. Oh, wow. Okay. So there are a lot of advantages to these accounts. Um, obviously, the downside is if you don't use them for health-related expenses, there's a 20% penalty 
plus there's going to be taxes due on the money as well. Mm. How long are you allowed to have money in that HSA account? Is there a certain time period that it can be in there? It can, it can go over year after year. Can um, you put it in when you're 35 and have, still have it when you're 65? Absolutely. Now, after age 65, if you use it for health, if you don't use it for a health-related expense, you owe taxes no penalty. So after 65, that happens. When you pass and it goes to your spouse, they keep the health savings account as is. The, another downside, though, to the account is if both of you pass, it is fully taxable to your estate and loses its health savings account mm-hmm. status. So, you know, just like everything, you've got to con- make some considerations here, but with increasing health care costs, with the tax exemptions that these accounts get, they're just a great, a great play and part of a good retirement strategy. Joe, you're nodding your head. Yeah. I, I agree 100%, and I think uh, if you have an HSA available to you through your health plan, take advantage of it. And, and one of the big differences you just brought up uh, compared to a flexible spending account uh, is the flexible spending account has to be spent every single year. Um, so if you don't spend it for health-related expenses, you lose it at the end of the year, and I think a lot of people are familiar with that type of account. Um, and you have to be really, really careful on how you budget to make sure that you don't lose any money if you're putting into a flexible spending account, okay. as opposed to the HSA that, as you mentioned before, you can continue to carry over every year, and, and you know you don't have to spend it you know every year, um, which is nice. You put it in, you let it grow, and you can invest that money um, and, and let that money uh, work for you, um, and then use that uh, you know later on for for health-related expenses as you need. Everyone in their life is going to have some health-related expenses along the line between when you're born and when you're 65 years old, when Medicare kicks in for you, right? I mean, you're going to have right. those expenses, and if you have money in that account, you can use that for the expenses right. you have. Right? Correct. Even yeah. if, you know, you have children. Uh, I have two boys that have braces. Yeah. Uh, those are very expensive. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so a lot of good things that you can put money pre-tax away and um, and use that money, as, as, as John said, triple tax exempt, which is great. Joe Still and uh, John Weider with us from Kowal Investment Group. It's Kowal, K-O-W-A-L, investmentgroup.com. Their phone number is 262-522-4040. Uh, get in touch with them and set up an appointment if you'd like to and uh, learn a little bit more about how they operate. They'll learn a little bit more about you. They're on Bussy Road just north of uh, 94 on 164 Port Washington location there. Uh, actually, I think you guys are in Middleton, right? And the uh, Frank Lloyd Wright Avenue, Middleton, right in there. Also, uh, Mount Pleasant to the south, and then uh, also in Phoenix, too. So, many locations uh, to serve you there, too. And again, it's 262 4040 We're going to take a quick break, and after the break, um, any final thoughts on the HSA? Get it? Get one? If you. Going to work with your health issues? Or? As John said, you know, number one priority, save for retirement. Um, try to max out that, that 401k contribution if you can, uh, but also set some money aside and use that HSA if it's available to you. Fantastic. Uh, coming back in just a minute, we've got a uh, great article to talk with you about, too. It's called Location, Vocation, and Vacation. It's from the uh, Journal of Financial Planning. Mitch Anthony uh, wrote an article in there, story in there. We'll talk about that a little bit. And then also, what is a QCD? We'll talk about that in just a minute and talk about the longest bull market in history. How is the market doing if you have money invested in the market? We'll talk about all those things coming up here in just a couple of minutes as we continue on our chat this morning with Kowal Investment Group. It's, again, kowalinvestmentgroup.com or the phone number is 262-522-4040. I'm Dave Stott. We'll be back with more in just a minute on WTKM. All right, we continue our conversation. I'm Dave Stout on the WTKM Open Line program here. It is the uh, Tuesday, December 3rd edition of the program, and we talked to um, some of the uh, folks, uh, some of the merchants in downtown uh, Hartford. Boy, they had a fabulous uh, day after Thanksgiving and uh, just a fabulous um, uh, small business Saturday. So big thank you to all of you who support the local businesses 
uh, in downtown Hartford or, or in downtown in your community, wherever that happens to be. Those are people that put a lot of their uh, time and money on the line to uh, operate a business and operate and, and provide a service to you. So they really appreciate you uh, utilizing their business, um, just like the guys in the studio do here. Jeff Kowal started it uh, way back when and uh, continues on here with their uh, kowalinvestmentgroup.com website. The retirement specialist, the number is 262-522-4040, working at uh, folks with that or your retirement have accumulated 750000 in retirement assets. And um, also on Twitter, too, at Kowal underscore invest. So five locations to serve you. Again, 262-522-4040. And joining us here in the studio this morning, Joe Still and John White. Um, Talking about uh, many things here this morning. First one, we talked about HSAs, and uh, the next thing we want to talk a little bit about is location, vocation, and vacation. Joe Still, what does that mean? So it was an article, uh, as you mentioned before, out of the uh, Journal of Financial Planning by Mitch Anthony, and it caught my eye because it was not numbers-related, and as we mentioned before, it. Uh, it is something that is a very important part of our job as financial advisors to help our clients make that transition from uh, working life to retirement. Uh, as we mentioned a little bit before, uh, you know, y- you work really hard for a long time, 30, 40 years, uh, and all of a sudden um, you move to retirement, yeah. and what's the plan? And what, how are you going um, to have purpose? Uh, in life, and how are you going to enjoy? And and for for a lot of people now that are now living uh, into their 90s, yeah. they could be retired for the same amount of time, or maybe even longer than they actually worked. That's an excellent point. Let me tell you. Let me expound on that for just a minute. We have so many friends, and just a neighbor of ours when I was growing up, he just passed away. He would have been 92 on New Year's Day. 92, and I talked to her, his daughter, who I've known forever. They were neighbors when we were growing up, and we played kick the can and you know all those kid games back in the day. And she says, you know, Dave, my dad would have been 92 on on New Year's Day. I said, yeah, my dad's 91 years old. I said, they're just it's the it's the power of modern medicine. These people are just living longer. They didn't have these things 50 years ago, like the blood pressure medications and all these different uh, medicines and stuff like that that are keeping people to live longer. So your point is an excellent point. Don't plan on living to be, you know, 75 years old. Plan on living to potentially living to be 90 years old. And and, and so how do you roll with that then? So being in retirement for 25 years versus maybe 10 years, years ago. Right, right. And, you know, the purpose of this study was to figure out how do retirees negotiate that balancing act of purposeful or vocational um, uh, versus recreational or vacational activity. Uh, And they looked at about 500 retirees who had saved uh, between about $500,000 and $3 million in investable assets. And the average retiree uh, had been retired for about seven years. They call them in the study retire mentors. Uh, And it's what can we learn from those individuals who have been retired for a while uh, and, and to pass along to, to the individuals who are nearing uh, or getting very close to retirement. Um, and some of the things they found were, were very interesting. Um, if you look at uh, the, some of the advice uh, that the study and the, and the retire mentors gave to those people just retiring, uh, one of the big things was back away from work slowly. We okay. talked a little bit about okay. that earlier in the show. Uh, you know, start planning a little earlier, uh, maybe a couple of years before you retire to figure out exactly what you want to do. And maybe it's going from full-time to part-time uh, or at least dialing back on the number of hours that you're working so you can start to figure out what your game plan for retirement is. Um, the other thing they said was, was uh, find something that you can get excited about, something that energizes you uh, within retirement. Uh, so if we look at that, uh, you know, look for those items. You know, maybe it's an organization that you have a passion for that you said, you know, I don't necessarily need the money, but I would love to do this. You right. know, it's something I've always had on my, you know, bucket list to do. Uh, and it's an organization that I've always supported, but I've never had enough time to actually spend uh, 
to, to work with this organization. So that's one of the things that they said, you know, you should look at finding something that can energize you. Um, you know, volunteering, they found within the study, provided the biggest um, purpose payoff. Uh, you know, I, I talk about my parents. They've been retired for quite a while. They've never been busier. You know, they're both, my dad was a college professor, my mom was a teacher. Uh, and they have organizations that they volunteer. My dad's a part-time ranger at a golf course. Um, you know, so they found some of those things that they had a passion for and, and got involved. Uh, but it wasn't something that happened overnight. It took, a, you know, a few years for them to kind of figure out exactly what they wanted to do. So, yeah. you know, that's one of the things they found in the study um, that's really important as you start to think about retirement is putting those game, that game plan together for what you're going to do. So, John, when you look at a thing like that, do, do those people say, you know, I was a, a college professor, I was a teacher at a high-level job, I was a CEO, whatever, did like that, but I've always wanted to go in and take care of horses, or I've always wanted to go in and work at a golf course, but I never could work that because I couldn't support a family of four kids on, on a living running a golf course or being the, you know, head person at the golf course or something. So people would say, okay, now I'm retired, I really always wanted to do that, now I'm going to do that. Is that something common that you hear? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that the more clear you can make your retirement, the, the more visceral you can make it, the easier the planning side of things becomes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, people have passions, things we did in high school that you really enjoyed, but like you said, you couldn't make a living at it. Right. Or, you know, something you need more practice on. But, you know, that's exactly what happens. People need to kind of delve deeper than just the numbers mm -hmm. and look into what will I fill my day with, how can I, I love to volunteer. You know, my mother-in-law volunteers at Pewaukee Elementary Library. Nice. She loves the library. She mm -hmm. loves helping kids learn to read. Um, so something she's passionate about, she used to be a superintendent at a high school. You know, she she finds a way to get back that way. Um, so you've you got to find some sort of purpose and passion and not just, you know, have fun, of course, but have that purpose as well. You're just joining us, Joe Still and John White are with us from Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Their number is 262-522-4040. Or jump on the website. It's a pretty comprehensive website. It's got a lot of information on there for you. Kowalinvestmentgroup.com. Okay, Joe, back to the location, vocation, and vacation. We talked a little bit about the volunteering and the location and so forth. Um, other thoughts? Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I thought was interesting that they found in this survey was the role of work. Um, in retirement, and, uh, you know, they, they showed if current trends continue to play out, about 25% of retirees return back to work in some form or fashion. See, that's what I said at the top of the show, not being a know-it-all, but I said, I know so many people say, I'm retiring, that's it, I'm going to get the fishing. They're, they do that for like about a month or six weeks, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm bored. Right. You know, right? I mean, right. they're because, and I don't mean this in a negative way, they're, they're not, they're, they're a, when they're in that fishing boat or they're out there on the lake, they're not the CEO anymore. They're not the go-to guy anymore. They're the guy that's hanging, drowning worms all day or golfing, you know, all afternoon. And they got to get back to it. Some people just need that fix of being back and being involved and being around people. Right. And it's not because they need the money. Right. At all. And, uh, you know, we, we tell people, um, we jokingly, uh, I guess we say this seriously, but it's kind of, uh, it's kind of funny. We, we, we want to make sure that we help people not have to retire twice. twice. Right? There you go. Which that's not the case here. Yeah. They're not retiring twice. They're just looking for, um, the purpose, uh, of their life in retirement. And a lot of times, some kind of work has something to do with that. Right. And, uh, so 26% of them are coming back to do something, not necessarily work, but coming back to do something. Correct. And then uh, the other thing I thought was interesting were what they call in the article the retire myths. Uh, so some myths in retirement that they pointed out. Um, and the first one they talk about is retirees going back to school, uh, you know, to pursue an advanced degree. Um, and, and that's really a myth. Only about 7% even thought about going back to school. Um, so not a lot of people go back to school. But uh, I know uh, if you're looking for something to do or if you're looking for an organization to join, a lot of universities and colleges 
have programs for retirees, yeah. and they're really good. They they um, you know go to museums. They have different uh, topics that they cover. Um, and so I would definitely reach out to your local university or technical college to find out if they do have a program. Um, if you're looking for, you know, ways to, to fill your day um, and to keep your mind sharp. And so that's a good thing. Um, another one was a significant number of retirees are moving abroad. That's a myth. These are all myths. These are all myths. Yeah. So only about 2% are actually moving abroad. Um, this is another one, too, that I, I think uh, was was surprising. Most retirees are going to move. You hear that a lot. Like, yeah. okay, yeah, I'm going to downsize. I'm going to move. I'm going to, you know, get out of this, you know, uh, uh, move out, out uh, Wisconsin to a uh, southern, you know, yeah. more warmer climate. Um, it's a myth. It's a myth. 75% stay put. So yeah. only about 25% move. And a lot of times it's because they're they're around their family. Yeah, you know? Exactly. I was just going to say that. I, I, you know, I got, I know, again, I'm 62. I know so many people. You think, oh, yeah, they keep talking about how warm it is down in Phoenix. And, you know, and it's dry heat. And, oh, I love it. Or they want to go to the beach down in Mexico or Florida or whatever. And want to do that kind of thing. They don't do it. Why don't they do it? They want to be by their grandkids. Right? Yes, Exactly. Exactly. Or maybe they go for a while, and then they have the family come down with them, and then maybe they come back, sometimes in some cases. But like right. you say, 75% stay put yeah. just so they can be with their grandkids. And I think John would attest to this. That's a conversation we have a lot, and we get a lot of questions about, okay, yeah, I do want to go somewhere warm for a couple of months. Should I, should I buy a place down south? Should I rent? You know, And that's something that you should... Uh, reach out to a professional to actually think through it and help you make the right decision. Uh, you know, I see a lot of merit in renting, um, having some flexibility to say, okay, you know, if, if you want to go down to Florida for a few years, um, but what if you get tired of it? If you own a place, now you have to go through the process of trying to sell that place or, sure. you know, trying to rent it out. Um, you know, there can be some nice flexibility in in renting so you can move Maybe go out west, go to Arizona, or go somewhere else, and sure. try that area out. Um, maybe the first few years in retirement, you go a few places yeah. um, to see what uh, communities you like the best and would be the best fit for you. And then for maybe other others, it might be a case where yeah, you might want to buy a place if you know you know you only want to go to Florida and you're you're pretty certain all your friends are down there. Maybe you want to look into to buy sure. a place down there. You know so. So another myth, retiring means you no longer work. We just talked about that. 20, yeah. 25% could do. Yeah, yeah, that was work. one, too, that, that um, I surprise, highlighted. Surprise you. Um, John, does that surprise you? Not at all. But, you know, I, I think it comes back to purpose, you know. Um, you just, you got to have something to do every day. And mm -hmm. you can only fish so much and golf so much and read so much. And, you know, people want social interaction. We're not all islands, right. you know. But right. we need to have that human interaction. And, uh... Yeah, I come back to my mother-in-law again. She's involved in the school. And yeah. she goes above and beyond the volunteering requirement because she wants to. Right. Um, you know, so she's not getting paid for that either. <laughs> Good for her. to yeah. God bless her to give back like that to the other people. And, and like you say, teach the young people what it means to actually have a book in their hand versus a tablet. I mean, I'll give you, I'm not, I'm not technology adverse, but boy, having that book in your hand and you're reading a book and you're teaching kids how to read and how what this means in a book and what the footnotes mean and stuff like that, it's great. It's great education for them and someone that's got that kind of background and experience to be able to teach somebody, that's fantastic. Lucky kids. Right there. Right. Absolutely. So another myth, your expenses will decrease in retirement. Another right. myth. Right. Uh, John talked about this earlier. Uh, we... We definitely have this conversation all the time. We do not, um, that is a myth. We, a lot of times your expenses may go up a little bit, uh, if you can believe that. Uh, you have a lot of time on your hands now in retirement. What typically, uh, what activities are you going to do? Those activities that cost money. Sure. Um, so that's why it, it is very important to put a game plan together. Um, and, again, seek professional help. Give our office a call if you're nearing or in retirement and you need some help with putting that game plan together at 262-522-4040, and we'd love to help you. 
you know, John and I both have a passion for this business, and so do the, our, uh, our coworkers, the other advisors and, and client service specialists. Everyone at Kowal Investment Group is passionate about uh, helping people and about uh, retirement planning. Uh, sure. So we'd love to talk to anyone uh, out there that's listening right now that needs some help. And you listen. Yes, yes. We, Big uh, party of job, John, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I say a good, a good uh, client review is one where I'm doing very little talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they say that, according to this article in Journal Financial Planning uh, in the November issue, it says, regardless of the form it takes, 86% of those who volunteer in retirement report that doing so gives them an all-important sense of purpose. The purpose payoff almost twice as the hobbies provided. Despite the clear reward, a full 60% of the study participants do not volunteer. Reasons why 41% reported simply not being interested, 25% said they were perhaps somewhat ironically, um, they were too busy to have time to help others. And then where does the part come in where you're caring for a spouse? Gotta be, gotta be in there somewhere that you don't have time to volunteer. You're too busy caring for a spouse. A lot of people, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a tough situation. Uh, you know, I know my, my grandparents experienced that where, uh, you know, we, we love the fact that my grandfather, when he was diagnosed with uh, throat cancer, mm-hmm. uh, they gave him about six months to live. He lived 16 years. Wow. Well, that was a great thing. Yeah. And we, we feel blessed that he was able to be with us for that long. Right. Uh, on the flip side of that, my grandmother had to take care of him uh, for 16 years, years and yeah. it got progressively worse. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those are situations where we, we have clients in that, in that situation too, and it's just, it, it's awful that they have to do that, but we can help them, you know, figure out where, you know, where do you need help? Uh, can we get some, some, um, help for you? Uh, can we consult? We have some companies we consult with that provide in-home care and, and those types of things, and that's a very big, important piece of the puzzle too is to help those clients from that perspective to alleviate some of the the, the caregiving yeah. that is needed. And it goes back to the vows, you know, richer, poorer, sickness, and health. Right. I mean, people take that vow and they say, that's my spouse and I'm going to care for them. Well, as long as they have to do whatever I can to uh, to care for those people. So that's a certainly an important part of people's lives in their 60s, 70s, and really some people even into their 80s have, have that to do. So, all right, quick break. After the break, we're going to talk about QCDs, Joe and John. A little uh, teaser, a little preview of what that might be, QCDs. Let's talk about that. It's uh, Qualified Charitable Distributions. What's that all about? We'll talk about that. And also, Aaron uh, Cole wrote a great article called The Longest Bull Market in History. In spite of what you see on the news or hear on the news, the economy is going great. Doing great. A lot of job openings. We'll talk about that in just a minute as we continue. The folks from Coal are here. Their number is 262-522-4040. Five locations to serve you around the area. Of course, the uh, Barron's top 1,200 financial advisors for six years in a row now. Just 18, one of the 18 in the state of Wisconsin named to that prestigious list. So congratulations to the gang at Kowal. And it's kowalinvestmentgroup.com. Quick break. Back with more in just a minute here on WPKM. And we continue on now our conversation this morning here on the Open Line Program. I'm Dave Stout. It's great to have you with us here this morning on this uh, uh, Tuesday morning, December 3rd, and uh, we've got about another 15 minutes or so to spend with uh, Joe Still and John White at uh, Coal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, coalinvestmentgroup.com is the website uh, for that. And Aaron Coal, guys, wrote an uh, article here on your website, um, com. the longest bull market in history. The longest bull market in history showed no signs of slowing last week. That was... I think a week ago or so he wrote this article. It talked about the six weeks straight, the longest rally in U.S. markets in two years. It's been a year of mood swings in the financial markets, but uh, particularly up. And uh, Fed Reserve Chair Jerome Powell confirmed the United States appear to be in good at economic shape. What are you guys feeling about the economy? Are we doing good? How are we doing as we head to the end of the year? You know, the economy is in in great shape, the U.S. economy in particular. Uh, you know, unemployment is... At about a 50-year low, um, you know, right around 3.6, uh, 3.7%. Uh, the consumer is in great shape. Uh, wages are up uh, year over year about 3%. Um, the uh, 
corporate earnings have been growing. Uh, growth has slowed compared to last year, but um, you know, in this last quarter, uh, earnings were up seven eight percent year over year. Um, so you know, things are things are going very well from an economic standpoint. Our GDP is growing at uh, about two percent, um, which doesn't sound like much, um, but uh, if you compare that to the last you know six seven years. Uh, 2% growth is pretty darn good. Um, you know, so in my opinion, uh, from, from the, the analysts that we follow and, and read on a regular basis, um, you know, things are going well right now. We don't see a recession coming um, in the next year or so. And, uh, you know, honestly, it might be a couple of years before we see, you know, that market um, turn the other way. Sure. So. John White, uh, millions and millions of job openings across America right now, and um, the 10,000 baby boomers retiring every day. Um, where are the people going to come to fill all those jobs, in your opinion? Yeah, um, you know, computers, technology are replacing a, a lot of jobs. Um, but I, I just saw something the other day that um, technical colleges are crying out for IT graduates. Mm-hmm. There's just not enough people taking up that occupation. So there's it's an evolving situation, is what I'm trying to say here. I mean, you know, there's there's companies that are disrupting entire industries. Look at Uber, look at Google. Yeah. I mean so, you know you know, when you when you're investing you've got to be mindful of that. That technology is changing everything. It's happening fast. Um, you know, when I look at the Nasdaq this year it's up twenty seven percent year to date. Um the Dow uh, up 17%, the S&P 500 at one point up 25%, it's up 23% now. Um, the economy's booming, um, like Joe said, um, low interest rates, cost of debt is low. Um, there, there's just so many tailwinds right now, um, very encouraging for investors. And um, you never hear about that, though, do you? Like, you know, I mean, the lead stories are never, oh, the economy's doing great, the GDP is at 2%, the economy, this is doing this. You never hear about that kind of stuff like that. So you have to look below the headlines, I guess, to kind of find some of the stories uh, like that, all the good news that's happening in the economy for so many people as we uh, head into the end of the year. Let's talk a little bit, we promised earlier, we talked a little bit about QCDs. Um, let's talk about that. What is a QCD? Joe, you want to handle it? Yeah, yeah. that is a uh, qualified charitable distribution, and I guess this will be our, our tip of the show. Uh, so if you are 70 and a half and you are required to take uh, what's called a required minimum distribution out of your um, retirement plan, if it's in an IRA or um, if it's in a 401k plan, you have to start drawing money out of that if you're not working. Um, and the qualified charitable distribution is a nice option if you're already giving money to a charity. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're giving money to uh, your local uh, church, okay, and you, you do that anyway on, a, on an annual basis. Um, you can actually use some of that money that you would typically take out and then pay income tax on. You instead of taking that money out and paying income tax on it, you can actually have the organization that, uh, like for us it's Raymond James, that is the custodian of the account, mm-hmm. actually write a check directly to that organization. Okay. The, the, um, the requirements are you have to be 70 and a half um, to be able to do it, so you have to be um, taking those required minimum distributions already. And um, you have to do it by the end of the year, uh, December 31st. So you have to take that money out and, and um, have that organization send it directly. Um, and then there can be no benefit to you um, on that particular donation to the organization. Um, so as long as uh, you, you, you meet those requirements, um, if you're giving the money already anyway, it will lower your taxable income. Um, so you're not going to have to pay income tax on that portion. And you can give up to $100,000 a year. I know that, that you know, um, that $100,000 a year is probably a very small amount of people that actually would give that much sure. much money. But the point being is if you're giving, say, two, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 anyway, why not have the IRA holder or custodian actually send that check directly to the organization? So it's something that um, 
we talk about all the time with our clients to say, hey, are you giving money to any charities right now? Well, if you qualify, let's. why don't we just send a check directly for you, sure. uh, and then we can reduce your tax bill. So, so all these little nuggets of information that you guys bring in when you chat with us on a regular basis here, it's like, how do you remember to do all that stuff? Do you have like a little, when you meet with your clients and have a, in meetings and stuff, you, John, you guys have like a little checklist. Okay, now hang on. Here's um, the button, the Susie Yakoplinski, the, okay, yeah, they're both 72, and you guys make a donation. Well, maybe we should have them do a QCD, right? I mean, you have to think about all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we're right? asking lots of questions. <laughs> um, I was going to say, man, yeah. oh, man, how do you keep yeah. up? Yeah, that's just the start of it, too. We might consider, I don't want to get into the weeds here, but Roth conversions might right. be a good idea. You know, tax, individual tax rates are low. Um, they're going to sunset in 2025. That's another thing we discussed. So we're always looking for ways to mitigate taxes where we can. Um, but a lot of this has to do with just ongoing conversations of what is going on in their lives. You know, some people don't get to charities, and, and they don't want to. And, that, again, that would not apply then. But, you know, this is the kind of stuff that we're doing on a daily basis. The Gaming Data, the co the investment group is having discussions with their clients all day. Yeah. IRAs, the economic motto, IRAs, individual retirement accounts, right? Correct. So you can't take it out of some other account to do no. a QCD. It's got to be... Uh, no, you, yeah, actually, um, you cannot take this out of a 401k plan, okay. uh, retirement plan. Okay. So um, it only applies to individual retirement accounts. Yeah. Out of the IRAs. So IRA. do that. And so something else to uh, think about, too, as you uh, head into retirement, that's from Slot's IRA investor. That is the, um, I don't know, what is this, the November edition of that. So uh, so many things for you guys as uh, financial advisors to, uh, to think about. So um, folks that uh, maybe are at or near retirement, let's talk a little bit about contact information and how you operate and a little bit about COLA Investment Group. I know that you kind of translate the, uh, everyone's goals into actionable steps and build on that nest egg and consolidate the assets. But what do you want from me when I come to see you? What do you want me, my wife and I, to, to tell you when we come and see you? Yeah. Uh, Both we, of you thoughts. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so the part of our process, the initial part of our process, is called a discovery meeting. And it's really just to get to know each other. Uh, what we send our clients beforehand is a uh, uh, confidential financial questionnaire. And it's pretty thorough uh, in really uh, gathering all the financial information about you and your spouse and your situation. Mm -hmm. And um, so we want them to fill that out as much as they can beforehand, uh, again, so it'll make our meeting as productive as possible. Uh, then you talked earlier about listening. It's about asking questions and then listening to understand exactly what uh, your goals are for retirement, when you'd like to retire, uh, how much money you would need in retirement to uh, maintain the lifestyle that you'd like to live. Uh, and then um, we go through in detail that financial questionnaire to understand what your current state is today, where you want to be uh, down the road, whether it's six months, a year, or, or 10 years. And then um, we would come back in an, in an in the next meeting called our investment planning meeting and, and really put that game plan together for you uh, and present uh, a plan back to you on exactly how you can accomplish those goals. So first of all, you got to find out what people have the amount of money in, in retirement. It's got to be $750,000 or more in retirement funds, right? I mean, right. right. Yeah, that's our investment minimum. Okay. Um, when we just sit on top of current parts of that many, we will ascertain that in okay. any phone call. Okay. So now we've met and we've had one meeting, and now we come back another meeting. You said to yeah. Typically, our process is two meetings. Uh, sometimes it goes to three, but typically it's two, okay. uh, where we sit down and we get to know each other. And honestly, it's a chance um, for the individual to interview us. And and part of that meeting is us uh, presenting our process and how we work, and and the fact that. Um, you know, we are fee-based um, uh, planners, and so we're, uh, we're set up to charge a fee for assets under management, um, and, and that's how we get paid. That's not something that we um, want to be unclear about. It's, it, we, need, we need to make sure that's crystal clear. Uh, we want people to feel very confident that they understand exactly how we're paid and, and that they're getting value mm -hmm. out of that. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we start off at that discovery meeting, and then we move into an investment planning meeting where 
we really go through in detail what we call a retirement cash flow analysis to say, um, do I have enough assets to be able to provide the income I need throughout our entire retirement? Sure. Um, as part of that process, uh, we actually stress test the plan, and I think that's one thing that makes us unique from other um, you know, wealth advisors out there is that we actually um, assume a 2008 event is going to happen again. Right. And we assume it's going to happen in the first year of retirement, you know, kind of Murphy's Law sure, for that sure, person. Sure. Hey, first year I retire, uh, you know, we're going to have another big recession like we had in 2008. Even though it's only happened uh, three times in the last 92 years, yeah. um, so odds are it's probably not going to happen, but we want to stress test that plan to prepare for that event to happen again so, you know, the client can feel comfortable that, you know, because that's the question we're getting today. When's this bull market going right, to end? Right. And am I going to be able to survive that? And our answer to that is we've already planned for it to end. Right. And let's go back and, re and review the cash flow again to show you if it does end and we take another hit like we did in 2008, here's here's how you can survive. And so much to, so many questions to ask, John. Health, tax status, right? So income, that kind of thing is in retirement. I mean, how, what, how, what are you going to need for health care? What are you going to need for taxes? And so much to know. Right. Yeah. And then, again, beginning with the end in mind, you know, how much will you spend? You know, we look at life expectancy. You move on this cash flow that to age 100. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're, we're taking all this into account to make sure that the stress tested the portfolio and the situation to make sure that we're going to answer that question, will I have enough? You bet. Guys, great to talk to you. Joe Still, John White, thank you very much. Contact information. Give us a full set of contact information, website, phone number, Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, contact information. Yeah. If you want to contact us, I would go to our website, thekowalway.com. Okay. And, uh, or give our office a call at 262-522-4040. And uh, we'd love to help you in, in any form or fashion uh, from a retirement perspective. Uh, if you're looking for help, with can I retire, um, if you're looking for help to find out will I be able to retire well, uh, we can definitely answer those questions for you. Fantastic. Guys, uh, good to see you again in the five locations, of course, to Waukesha, Buckley Road, uh, really located for anybody in the Milwaukee, metro Milwaukee area, Waukesha West, uh, Port Washington North, in Madison, too, if you're going way west, in Middleton, also south in Mount Pleasant, and, and especially way far southwest in Phoenix. So great uh, locations, and again, the number 262-522-4040. Guys, good to see both of you. Merry Christmas to both of you and your families. I know, Joe, you've got a few kids, so you're probably exciting time around the house, right? Yeah, thanks so much, Dave. It's yeah. been a pleasure today, and, yeah. and Merry Christmas and, uh, and Happy New Year to you and your family, too. Yeah. Uh, have a great holiday, and, uh, and yeah, things are, things are crazy around our house right now. And, John, good uh, Merry Christmas to you, too, and uh, great, to, great to have you come in the uh, studio and join us again today. And Merry Christmas to you and the listeners.